We are live. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another episode of the Java Tears podcast. As you can see, it's a lot of men, a lot of beefy men. Pause. <laughs> I, I want to say that all day. I want to say that all day. But anyways, it's we got a special guest, the owner of Battle Club Pro, Joe Key Morales is in the building. Hi, how are you? How are you, brother? How are you? By the way, I know everybody's in the comments like, oh my God, where's Janelle? She is on assignment right now in the windy city of Chicago, chilling and macking, lacking all cool, suiting some b-ball outside of school when a couple of guys, okay, that made no sense. All right, guys, we are here. Joakim, how you feeling, man? How's everything going? How's, um, it, are we in post-COVID yet? I don't think we're in post COVID. I think we're approaching a time where we can be a little more normal. But as as long as we keep it safe, I think we can definitely start waking the world back up. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, any plans for the show? Any plans for the company? What's going on? Any anything in the works? So yeah, we're uh, May the franchise reign. It'll be in May. Um. It'll be memorable. A lot of memories in May. Uh, the official date will be uh, out soon. We're going to crown a new franchise champion. And uh, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be crazy to come back because we're going to come back big. We're going to come back. Okay. Big. okay. How has it been since, like, like dealing with all of this, with, with the company, having to shut down a little bit like how, how has it been on your mental and, and what have you seen within the independent scene since the shutdown um it's been tough you know it's been tough to not be able to do live events it's been hard thinking of things because there was a point in time where we we're going to try to do something in september and then the world shut back down and then it sucked not being able to do a an anniversary show for the fourth year. We're actually going into our fifth year. So it was it was really tough um, having these ideas and not being able to pull the trigger. New York constantly back and forth with what's available and what's allowed and what's not. Um, as far as the indies, you know, I'm glad to see that a lot of places have been trying their best to run safe uh, with the COVID protocols. Clearly, you still have some people who think it's not as big a deal as what it is, and you have people packed to the gills. Um, I don't think that's safe. I don't think when we are operating again, we're going to be like that. But what I can definitely say and give a huge shout-out to is AEW because they have been employing a ton of independent talent. Um, you know, they just recently opened up a third show, and, like, it's just talent after talent. It's like, hey, I've used that person or I've worked with that person. I, I, I'm friends with that person, and it's good because a lot of this independent talent doesn't necessarily have a full-time job. So get, to get that payday from AEW, to get the exposure on top of the payday has been excellent on their end. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, it, it, it's, it's, I'll, I'll have my issues with AEW, but the one thing I will give them is that they are employing a lot of independent wrestlers Throughout the, the the time that they've been on television, on and, and being being a company in general, they've just given a lot of jobs and a lot of spots to guys who probably wouldn't be working right now. You know what I mean? So I I, I that's one thing I will generally be able to always respect them for is giving these independent wrestlers talent. 
I still feel some type of way that they, they didn't put my girl on because she was too popular, but it's okay. It's all right. Who are you talking about? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk we'll talk off camera. We'll talk <laughs> off camera. We'll talk off camera. I'll, I'll like put it out there like that, but you know, homie was too popular, so they said, well, now we can't use you. So it's, 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 it's okay. It's okay. But, ladies That's and gentlemen, boys and girls, huh? That's entertainment for you. It is. So, let's talk some wrestling. But first, you have no. you guys watched anything outside of wrestling lately? That Snyder um, Cut dropped today, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch that tonight. What? The Snyder Cut of Justice League? <sighs> that shit is four hours of my life. I'm gonna need to like <laughs> put aside, bro. All right. So hold on, hold on. Four hours aside, but I got seven hours of wrestling in before the podcast works. So <laughs> come on, come on. I no, I understand, but it's I hated the first one, the re- the original one. Yeah, the Snyder, before the Snyder Cut, because it was really bad. Yeah. Like, really. My biggest thing is the CGI is so trash. Especially on Superman. Especially on Superman. God, it's like, yo, I know y'all got money. You, Yo, whatever Marvel's <laughs> using, why couldn't y'all use that too? <laughs> and, and what's crazy is, to go along with what you're saying, like, uh, at the end of Mandalorian season two, you had a young Luke Skywalker, and that deep fake wasn't good. You had a fan do it at home, and it was better. So it's not about money; it's just about the, the ability with CGI. Um, and for all my Latinos, uh, two days ago, Mayans MC just came back out. That was great. I uh, my jaw hit the floor several times. So if, you, if you're a fan of Sons, give it a try. Uh, it's definitely a dope show. Nah, I've been watching um Snowfall. You ever watched it? Is that um is that like the Snowpiercer spinoff? No, so Snowfall is a show set in the 80s during a crack epidemic. And it follows the story of a a a, a kid who turned into like a big time drug dealer, but it also talks about how the US involvement with Nicaragua and, and South America helped bring the drugs into America. So it's a whole story on that. And it it was John Singleton's baby project before he passed away. Oh okay. so he was, he was heavily involved in it. And it's just amazing. Any any snowfall fans out there, they will tell you that this show is probably top five, maybe top three on television really? right now. How how deep are they getting into the the US government's involvement? Because I've heard personal stories about homies in Places like L.A., Chicago, Detroit, finding tr- abandoned trains full of drugs and guns. Like I've heard people tell me that. Like, yes, that has happened. Has they have they covered that? They covered it a hundred percent. One of the main characters is, a, is an FBI agent. Oh snap! So yeah, that then yeah, it's definitely worth a look. I'll definitely check that out. I love those stories. Um, what you've been watching, Mister Black? Um, <clears throat> I finished watching Last Chance You basketball. Um, I've oh, I heard cat- that. I started watching that too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's a little bit easier to like um keep up with all the players because I think the maximum players they can have on a team is fifteen. I think twelve. I think no, I think it's twenty. Fifteen suited and five on the benches on the patch squad. Whatever the terminology is, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that. Um, I've been catching up on Beast Wars. Um, I've been <laughs> watching. Um. I've been a lot, a lot of watching like Night Day Fiance. I've been catching up on uh, outside. 
I've been catching up on Kim. Like I've been watching Kim the Hill. Um, uh-huh. I've been watching um, Close Enough. I finished that. Um, I finished watching. It was some Rachel thing I was watching the other day about race issues and stuff like that. But yeah, so basically that's in a nutshell what I've been watching in general, though. Um, I finished WandaVision, like everything I just yeah, and, and oh, I've been playing Final Fantasy, and that's it. Oh, it, it's free now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I downloaded know. it the other day. I, I know. I downloaded it and I've been playing it. So <laughs> um, so let's get let's jump into the week of wrestling. Uh, before we like any thoughts off the top of your heads about what happened this week in wrestling. Yeah, all right, copy. Uh, Anything off the top of the head that you, could, that, that you want to touch on first? The women killed it this week. The women killed it this week. Let's let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Uh, all right. Well, AEW Elevation. You had Rio and. Makioto main eventing, and then two days later, that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match. Um, Jade Cargill looked incredible. I mean, you can just anything AEW did with the women, it might have been fast, but it was great. Swole popped up and did what she does. I'm excited for uh, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Like, oh, 100%. Right. The, the women have been on the forefront, especially this week. So it's been like, from what I'm seeing, it's 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 her business, and then AEW pushing women. Like, I I love it. it it's it, it was really good. The, um, uh, Mr. Black, you can go. And I'll tell you my thoughts on the um the Britt Baker and uh um uh, Thunder Rosa match. What are you? Oh, well, the top um, of the head? yeah, like I agree with Joe Kim with the whole women thing, but again, like they don't. When it comes to the Japanese women, I don't know them. Like, I'm sorry, Rio match, I'm not into it, like, at all. They don't present Rio how to present the Japanese women. It seems like they put them in their own little bubble, and every other woman, they present them in the right way, such as um, such as Big Swole. Every American wrestler, they put a, a great video package. You invest into them. You go behind their lives. But yet, when it comes to Japanese wrestlers, it's I get why. Because a lot of the fans of AEW are hardcore wrestling fans. You know, they love the Japanese style. They love these Japanese women. They've been starting following them since probably since 92. That's <laughs> that's great for y'all. That's great for y'all. But for me, yo, you don't interest me at all. You know why Asuka and all those Japanese women in WWE work so well? Yo, because they presented them in a good way. You know, that I was excitement. I was like, oh, yes, I know who's women, but I got behind it. Let's even go back to TNA days. Hamada, they made her the big deal, even though towards the end when Hogan and the rest of them came, kind of ruined her, but that's a whole other topic for another day. But nevertheless, though, they, they presented her the right way. You know, even with NXT UK, with that legendary Japanese woman, I know something about her because they gave us information. So it's cool. But again, it's uh, great. But then on the other hand, looking like, who are these other women? Why should I invest into this woman? Give me a video package. Give me something to like grasp onto them. Just like if someone like Jin, right? When he won Freestyle Friday, right? They still presented him. They gave him a backstory to sell to the American audience. Simple. 
somebody who's not of your culture, you got to present it in a way that how to make them relatable on a basic level. Like, let's say how that Jen came from poverty. Okay, okay, I can relate to that. You know, I came from poverty. I came from working hard and stuff like that. They don't do that for none of them. So I'm still kind of iffy when it comes to women division AEW. Um, there's a couple things you mentioned. The video packages are correct, and you are right that a lot of a lot of stuff is done on BTE, and not everybody watches BTE. Yeah, and and I think that's one of their pitfalls, where it's like you already have your following, so you need to grow beyond that. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of their biggest like pitfalls within the company is like they don't go beyond that 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 very hardcore and loyal circle that they have, which is beautiful. If you can get consistently 700 people to follow your shit consistently, that's a beautiful thing. And they do about a half a million on, um, on YouTube. So they, they got the hardcore, but they need to go beyond that. Cause what you mentioned, I don't know a lot of people. Also the Josie style of wrestling Hey, listen, 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 listen. At a French college, what does Josie mean? Josie, so, 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 so that's what they call a lot of the Japanese women wrestlers. That's not kind of OD racist, Josie. Like, mm. but no, no, that's what they call them. That's what they call. Why them. they call them Josie for? What? what where did that, that terminology move from? from but yeah, but, but that's the audience. It's the term. It's the term. So it's like when you're an American or a foreigner, you're you know, you know, particularly like American. You're a guy gin when you're in. I know that one. Yeah, guy so gin. Yeah, it's like your term for. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Just like in America, we call them aliens. You know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a gr- I love it because it's fun and interesting. But the thing about it, it they need to evolve it so the American audience can connect with it. I yeah. agree. And I think they have, and that's the that's their in ring style. Where yes, you can do what you're doing, but evolve it in a way that everybody connects with it. Because they these girls are super, I mean, these women are super talented. It isn't like that they, they can't wrestle, but we gotta put it in a way where it we can connect with it. Because that's all of, at the end of the day, you could be the best in the ring. If you ain't connected to the crowd, it doesn't matter. But let me add the name ask you this. What is, is like every wrestling company has their style. Impact have their style for the men and the women, and more something like in, in the middle for everybody. Usually that's where they start and they go from there. You know, you can't expect a woman to do what a man do, right? WWE, you have WWE style, whatever. What is exactly the AEW style? Like but what is that? And that's the problem. But that's but that's it's not, it's <sighs> there isn't one. <laughs> They, and, and that's because they're still a new company and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they also got to figure out how to how to work for TV and connect with the audience. Jokey, what do you think? Well, I think uh, AEW's style is that it's an open canvas. It's kind of like abstract art. Like, we're going to paint as we go. Um, they, they try to give you a ton of everything. You know, they, they give you a bit of comedy. They give you, you know, the uh, the foreign style, you know big emphasis on showcasing independent talent. You know, you get everything from cinematic matches with Sting and Team Taz to the hardcore brawls. Um, they're not afraid of blood, which is kind of refreshing, especially if you grew up in the Attitude Era. I, I think with them, it's it's wide open. But I agree that there needs to be some kind of production value added to make these 
foreign women connect with us better. Um, I think they were trying with Maki having uh, uh, the Dark Order like worship her and yeah, you know, she, had the, she had the whole entrance where she was singing kind of like, hey, here's a kid to K-pop. So they're trying, but you're right, they're coming up short. Um, also, you got you mentioned um the Brit Baker and Thunder Rosa match. I want to get you, I want to get each of you guys' thoughts on this one. One of the um I love it. They told the story of basically, I don't like you, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, simple and easy. And they got the time. I think it was 20 minutes, 30 minutes. They got to wrestle each other. A good amount of time they got to wrestle. They made a vent it. They blood, gruesome, unsanctioned, you know, tables, ladders, thumbtacks, all of that. I liked it. But then again, did you bust the nut? Now, what are we going to do next? <laughs> That's the question I got. What is next now? Because, yes, it was the main event. Yes, it was St. Patty's Day. They did a whole thing to, you know, whatever. But what is next now? Because, go ahead, go ahead. So obviously the the next thing is to top that, but you know you have these you know quote unquote gimmick matches, you know whether it's a cage, whether it's uh, and like a cinematic style match, and then you can do what a lot of companies do is you 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 put forth a similar match with different talent to see if they can outdo them. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the greatest match technically. There were some you know some issues here and there, but. They they really they they killed it, you know. Rebel taking that table bump was like, oh, I didn't see that coming, you know. I thought she was just gonna be on the outside. The, the thumbtack was a really, really nice back. touch, even with the uh, the simple reversal of Brit's finisher just to roll her onto the thumbtack and break the hold. Like they used what they had very well. They used their assets to the best of their abilities, and like you said, they told the story. We we hate each other. Let's kill each other. And and Rosa came out looking like a superstar after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like um a thousand percent. They're both superstars and I'm looking good. You know, both superstars benefit from it. Like it was a like it was a good match, you know. Have I seen better women's matches? Yes, you know. Um, I seen at um at um this is why people should go to battle club. Yeah. Mia Yim versus um um Tessa Blanchard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> These women kill each other. Killed each other. High spot mm. podcast match of the year for that mm. year. Mm. But guys, mm. but, well, hold on. What we are we finish. doing next? Oh, oh, right, right, right. But the thing about it is, I got to keep the same energy I keep with WWE. You know, I can't be like, oh, WWE, let them give them time, give them a story. But AW, what's next? Is I don't know what's going to happen next. And real talk, yesterday's show, it showed me. As a fan of just wrestling as an entirety, that yo, they trying. They and are. They, they, they literally are mother effing trying. I give them that. Trust me. Seeing um um I'll, um Pentacle versus Cody Rhodes, I didn't think I want to see that. Now I want to see that. Low key, I think he's a liar because he speaks perfectly good English, but that's a whole other story. That is dedication to his character. Like, I'm sorry, when I met him, 
perfect English. I'm like, dogs, man, you lied to me, man. I was like, like, but you're a great wrestler. I believe you speak no English. I like that. But nevertheless, though, it gave the guy from BTE, that Spanish dude that he does Spanish tactic commentary, another another opportunity to show off his skills on television. Everyone eat on that show. So I'll give them some time because I like seeing Christian. Like, he, Loki was talking to the fans. He said, I'm not here to take no one's spot. I'm not going to go catapult it to the top. I'm going to build myself up. And that's a good story. Like, even John still getting a chance at the TNA title. It was a, they trying. They, Every they are. But the thing Every is, what do you, because my whole thing is, y'all gave us that. What is really going to be next? Is this feud over, first of all? Because it no. was a blood feud. I don't think it's so, don't. But if, if the feud is not over, if you don't end the chapter with that, what are you going to end it with? Cage you match. can't because because now you, now you got to do something ridiculous. You have to do a cage match. You got you got I don't. I felt that they should have not went that far yet. Like gave us a teaser towards something going far, then hit us with something even better next time. With that's the thing. Maybe they're gonna take it another level. You can do yeah, a last you never know. match. They team. might do a death. You never know. They might do a, a Japanese death match. Yeah, a death I mean, match. They, you know, they'll they'll make sure the fireworks are better this time. You can that's do a screaming table way. match. Like there's no, there's so, so much, much you can actually do. You know, and again, that cinematic match. You know, Sting and Team Taz or Darby Allen. Like, let the women get a crack at it. They did. I, I, they did. They did. It was um Brent Breaker versus Big Swole in the dentist's office. No, but I'm saying, like you let you let Brit and Thunder like you elevate. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying yeah. like you asking what's next. Well, I don't think the feud's over, so you go from there. Last women, uh, you can do first blood, so then you can get all the teasing of a cut, and it doesn't actually happen. Uh, you can do uh, uh, an Iron Woman match. Like there's there's a ton you can go from there. There is. Ooh, I no, they 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 need they needed they needed the match. Somebody said that they needed the match as a statement because to establish themselves, like yo, we are taking the women's division seriously. Because Britt, I'll give Britt something because I even came at her online. I was just like, she's been saying, "Be patient, be patient," and we've been patient, and we see what they did. Because also we talked about Jade having another match on the show, so they're they're trying. Um, let's talk. Did you guys watch NXT? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they broke it down. Shout out to World Culture. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, biggest thing is Walter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when Walter came in and, and I mean, that powerbomb was filthy. Mm -hmm. um, it was a shock because like NXT kind of has this stigma of guys in a certain weight class and a certain with a certain like kind of height requirement, I guess. And Walter is just he's imposing. So when he comes in, you're like, oh, this is this is a different kind of animal. Mm -hmm. um, and it opens the door because you got some people like Adam Cole, Tommaso, who we're gonna stay NXT forever. It looks like anyway, you're not sure. But Walter can take that step up and then you get Walter and Lee, which we saw in the Indies, but you can see it on the main stage. You can get Walter and Drew. You can get those WWE kind of standard guys, those big monstrous guys. Seamus Walter, Lashley Walter, like that's the Walter. So when you you have Walter come in and he's like, not only is he super physically imposing, especially on the NXT stage, what is next? Like you asked earlier, when it comes down the line, 
it, it, it's there's something, but I want to see. Wait, wait, wait. Did Walter come out the championship? Yeah, yeah. He's what is it? Seven hundred days or some shit? Some like that. He's the modern day Bruno. He's the. <laughs> I look honestly. You know why? How I love Walter. How they build him up at UK. Because when someone takes him down, it's going to be such a big deal because he cemented the legacy of that title. Like, traditionally, they do stuff differently over there. I, I'm hyped that they kept that tradition alive over there. In the U.S., we like different, multiple people get chances and stuff like that. No, that's how we do it. But the fact he dominated and each match, I never felt that he cheated the fans out, um, out their money. I felt that you got your... You got your ten dollars worth for the network and plus more. Like it's like you get in the DVD and they give you like free stuff. No, no, no. It's like um, it's like we go to the movie theaters, we, and then not only go to the movie theaters, you got a free ticket because you're doing good in school. And there's a movie theater that you can bring snacks. Oh my gosh, that's a good day. That's you know, one of the things. One of the things about Walter is that you mentioned, and, and I want to highlight that is he doesn't cheat the fans. Out of out of a match, and the thing is, dude doesn't do anything fancy. And I want I want to think about it. Think about a typical Walter match. Is there anything fancy he does? It's all impact. It's all brute force. It's it's like uh, you know some yeah. Someone said modern day Bruno San Martino. I'd probably take it a, a step further. It's just like he's what someone as vicious and vile as Warrior is, but he can actually wrestle. So he it's, gives you everything with that brutality. And it's just like, you know, everyone does the chop and everybody gets the woo chant. When he does a chop, he caves your chest in. It's something as simple as that. You know, it could be a shoulder block, and it's just the, his stature just towering over you once you drop. It's just like, Everything he does is impressive because he not only does it with brute force, he does it well, technically. He And that's the thing with him is that he's telling that story, I'm a big dude, I'm going to fuck you up. Facts. The only person that I feel does that in the, in the wrestling scene, including the independent circle of being a big dude and I'm going to fuck you up, is J.D. Drake. J.D. <laughs> um, I love JD Drake, and I think he's he's a he's, he's a fuck you up type of dude. Yeah, of course he's he's great. I don't know if I would say he's the only one. That's um, one of my favorites. But you can tell me one of yours. I mean, you don't really have to get out the northeast, Danny Moff. I'll give you he's that. Here, he's gonna hurt you. He's gonna put he's gonna put a beating on you. And you 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 might want the match, but you might regret getting the match. But I get what you're saying, like. That energy, like, oh, this this ain't gonna end well for you. Even if I lose, you're you're gonna you're gonna end up being the loser once it's said and done. Um, somebody said Moss, Drake, Walter, etc. Um, it's hey guys who are, who are watching, name, give me like three or four names of you of guys you think just brute force fuck you up type of feel that they have. Leave it in the comments real quick. Um, but yeah, that. I'm excited because I want to see what he does with Tommaso Ciampa. I want to see what they can, what story homeless Tommaso Ciampa can do with, with um, that hair I has mean, to, you got to cut his hair, B. You got to cut his hair. 
the hope and the ROH fan in me is like, you get that Sicilian psychopath back because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take him like, oh, no, he, he has to hurt this dude. Like, he'll get a match with him and just get DQ'd, but he he, he puts that imprint on him. Like, he beats him down with a chair. Like, I don't care if I'm loose. I'm going to wear you down to a point where then when we have a match, I can win. You know, it's like, um, remember the Brock angle match where Brock purposely got DQ'd? Purposely got DQ'd because he knew if I beat him this bad, I can get two, three, four falls over him. So it's like, mm-hmm. like that's what I'm hoping, Tommaso. You know, he comes with like, all right, the bell rings, immediately get disqualified, but he's gonna leave an imprint on you. You know, the whole uh, uh, Tony Stark, Tony Stark uh, making uh, Thanos bleed. It's like once you've made a god bleed, there you realize they're beatable. Spark uh, uh, three hundred. You know, Leonidas didn't mean to kill him. He just wanted to show he's not impervious to pain. It, and that's the beauty. But but um. Let's stay on NXT and let's talk about an NXT legend who's been having some issues in WWE as of late. Andrade supposedly asked for his release the other day on on the taping of WWE Raw. And just recently today, as of this recording, he said the rumors are true. He doesn't know what the future holds. Fellas, what are your thoughts on Andrade asking for his release? Joaquin, you can go first because you are the guest. Mr. Black, you can follow. He is money, you know, like like uh, history book show, the only five-star NXT match he was involved in. Um, what I would personally like to see is whatever MLW is cooking up uh, in terms of that Lucha-type show, Azteca, I believe it's called. Could you imagine the impact if he popped up on that? Like, okay, I'm here to take this over and make it mine. You know, let him get that. I, I feel with most people who, you know, have it's it's kind of formulaic, but it, it always works. You do your run in the E or wherever the big company is. You, you get let go or you get released. You ask your release. You kill the Indies, and then when you come back, they can't keep you down like they did the first time. They can't deny you. That would be incredible because we already know what he's capable of. And could you imagine a reunion with with Zelina? Like that would be dope for him to hit the Indies, especially ML, MLW specifically. But across you know the U.S., you go overseas, whether it's you know Great Britain, Australia, like imprint yourself as one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. I know if it, the availability is there, I'm gonna do everything I can to put him on the show. <laughs> Mr. Black, talk to me. Um, I agree. I think that him and him and Selena Vanga should like hook up eventually down the road. And yo, if I was him, I go impact because impact for some reason why they know how to get these characters where you just need a couple more training. We let you do whatever child the whole world, but over here, we're gonna make you a star. If you notice, like they took the Lucha Bros, they made them a star over there. They took um when it was LAX, made them to the star over there. Like they just have the talent, the the, the um the talent, the management, and the whole environment. They have everything, the perfect formula that you need to like get you to the over to the top. Do I want to see them in AEW eventually? Not on full time, but I like that whole missionary like the whole um not missionary role um what's that thing calling it when someone hire you to kill people um assassin uh yes yes assassin 
come in there, do we have to do this, that, third, in and out. I want him to travel the whole world because it's just a decimate. Like, only thing that's really holding him back is his English. And honestly, what I'm hearing, I heard that from many different people, like from who's in the media, they said that he's trying. He's not like sitting back and go, oh, no, 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 no. He's trying. And honestly, you are a big company. You could literally get this man anything he needs. Hey, you try to, they say, hey, Charlotte said, yo, I want to put him with, with, t- together. It's been a benefit for both their characters because you see Charlotte a different light and Alberto, uh, ooh, Alberto, um, Andrade's, he gets somebody that, somebody who cares about him. Yes, Nina Vega cares about him, but it's a different level of careness when it's that's your boo. Somebody that's going to rub your back at the end of the day and kiss your forehead and say, I love you, daddy. You feel me? That's different. And knowing Charlotte, she's been in business forever. She's done a little things like that. And I know Charlotte been helping her out, help, helping him out. I know that. Honestly, leave the E, travel the world, killed it. Meaning that I want to see you on um, Telemundo's acting. I want to see you on every Spanish network. I want to see you on CMLL. Everything to show them that, yo, that didn't present me right. Yo, get your bag. Because honestly, yo, it's a market that needs to be, like, it's a market that's been so lacking. So get him out there. Yo, Andradas, leave the company, dominate the world. Yo, put, yo, put, put, put yourself on the map, boy. So the E, you didn't use him right. I don't appreciate him, B. So go out there and go to people who appreciate it. Go to Joe Kim. He'll give you a big hug and probably pick you up, you know? Say, yes, we're going to cheer you on. You know, probably get a Chabotin shirt, like, my man. <laughs> so travel the world, man. I'm, ho- I'm happy for him because I know he's going to kill it. That's going to give him the extra motivation to get better English. So when he comes back, he's suave, talking like Eddie, like, we'll <laughs> I want him to win. I'm just so, like, I'm, just, I'm excited. F it. I'm excited. The world gets to any wrestling will be so popping. I can't wait for guys like him. So I love what you guys, which each of you guys said. Um, and you guys made a lot of sense of, of what, what you guys were talking about. There's a couple of things when it comes to this whole Andrade situation. To me, it's six, it's 50-50. Andrade never connected when he was split from, from Zelina. That was one of their worst moves ever, and they shouldn't have done that. Andrade is one of the best in the ring in this in this current generation of, of, of wrestlers. He's a Mexican legend, and he's amazing. But he's not that charismatic outside the ring. He's probably within you know, the Latino, the Latino community. And also he probably is really is on the mic. But when it came to like regular American TV, he didn't connect. Now, I say 50-50 because the 50, other 50% falls on WWE. You have a creative team, get creative. Try to find where he's going to work. We understand, okay, you, you go, damn. He's not that good on the mic, but we're going to separate him from Zelina, who's phenomenal on the mic, who's going to help him put him over. All right. She's in the gap oh, so but, well. Hold on, hold on. So you separate that. So then find some way to get him over because the dude is super talented. 
we as creative has to find a way. The whole English thing, I don't believe that because Alberto Del Rio could barely speak a lick of English. I ain't gonna hold that accent was dumb thick, and they gave him a belt. <laughs> so I'm a little iffy about that. The one thing I will say is I don't know if remember when he got suspended. I don't know if that affected his affected his run. If that was something that because Vince is all about are you available? Are you available so I can use you? Now, that performance, that performance, you know, whatever, that those suspension affects people more of people of color. Let's just keep it a buck. Because Randy had a bunch of suspensions. <laughs> and he, and he, he kept his, he, he was still rolling. But when it comes to Andrade, I think it's a 50-50 thing. The suspension comes from, I don't think he he had any like PEDs or anything like that. I think he didn't show up to get tested on time. And if you don't get showed up to get tested on time, you automatically get suspended. Yeah. You're treated Here's like the you're thing. Here's a story about that. They said that they messed up on their on, on their behalf. Exactly. That the, the company messed up. And then they and now he got trouble for that. And I agree with you, but the thing about it, he was available. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. When it comes to the when it comes to the company, you taking 30 days off, this is just wrestling in general. Joking will tell you. Once you if you're gone for two weeks, there's somebody gonna take your, your slot. The reason why Kenny is where he's at, was where he's at in Japan, was because AJ went to WWE. And then he moved up the card. Now, I really think it's more creative should have been more creative. Because you had you had a bona fide star. And once again, I won't I, I don't think he's that charismatic outside the ring, but you can figure something out. I do have conspiracies about this, because he was low-key a Paul Heyman guy. And then when Bruce came in, you know, Bruce and, and Paulie don't get along 100%. And if you see that all the people that Paul was trying to push forward were all put on the back burner, except for the Street Profits, like, where's Aleister Black? You're so, right. the, it's, I always say it's 50-50. And he did what he could do best, which is try to learn the language. He did, um, he, he, he presented himself in the right way because the dude got in better shape. His, his gear was always fire. So he did he did most of what he need, what he could do. But sometimes you saw what the new day did. You gotta bring them ideas. And you gotta be knocking on their door. And I'm gonna take it even a step further. Us fans, if you're complaining about the guy not getting love, start doing something online and, 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 and um show him love. Show him love. Buy his merch. That's the problem. Like, 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 money talks, right? Support him by buying his merch. You know, that, you see the that rise basically merch. It. Because money, because at the end of the day, if his merch starts going up, sell, selling more, holy shit. Let me, I want to, I want to tackle the, the language thing because Bruce have you ever heard Kali cut a promo? But he was Ooh. champ, Kali. Exactly. It's, 
when they, <laughs> when they put this crap on gender, all of a sudden, all he spoke was Punjabi. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the language thing wasn't really an issue. Plus, Spanish is the, sp the second most spoken language, I believe, in America. He still could have gotten over speaking Spanish. They just didn't want to do it. It might it might be something like you said. He's a Paul Heyman guy, and they started side eyeing him when the wrong person or but right person depends on who you ask. There was many ideas for them for him. Like like the most biggest idea when Ray came back, there was talks of trying to form like an LWO, like some kind of like um to that. They took many pictures together. All the Spanish wrestlers, all of them took pictures together to say, "Yo, it got the buzz from the internet." That was one. Charlotte mm -hmm. or something, you know. I know he pitched other stuff. He was in a tag team. There's so many different opportunities he had that he did his part, but then the other half they didn't follow up through. Why the hell? For months, for months, he was losing to the street profits. I no I think honestly speaking, guys, I think it's three factors: the PED suspension, being a Paul Heyman guy. And creative not being creative. Those are my three things of what was the downfall of him. Shout out to Montana Black for pointing that out for me the other day about the PED suspension because I'm pretty sure that played a factor. Latin yeah. I'm a let's just let's just be real. Latino wrestlers are not treated really well. Let's, Why is let's it stupid because just get the best man up, regardless of skin complexion. But, but, I'm like, but, yo, I don't care. This man is from I, Mars. No, we, if we he could, like, if he could shoot us, that. I don't care. I'm tired of this. But, but, I'm but, tired but, of this, man. If it's not but, black people, it's Asian people. Yo, I'm sick and tired of what's going on in wrestling. Pick the best man up. That's but, it. But I, we understand that. But with the history of the country, the only reason, like, Alberto got a title and he got a title. Eddie would have probably been a longer title if he could, if his demons didn't take a hold of him. It's they don't treat Latin wrestlers the best in the industry. So, how you feel Especially, about the question that's raised by somebody said? Someone said, What's, what's the question? Charlotte, it's hurting him. Um, I think that's a missed opportunity. Um, and I'll tie it, tie it all, I'll tie it back all the way to the beginning. You asked what it is I've been watching, and I said, Mine's MC. One of the lead characters is married to a very prominent white girl, blonde hair, blue eyes. You could have put that out there. Like, okay, uh, uh, you know, Andrade is now like this force, this kind of, you know, cartel looking boss. You don't have to make it cartel, obviously. You don't have to make it that nefarious. But like, all of a sudden, he's, he's a made man and he has legitimately the queen of the WWE with him. That was a huge missed opportunity. And especially if you want to tie it to which actually happened with, with her and uh, uh, Evans before she went out pregnant. She went after his dad. He, uh, Charlotte could have been like, well, here. Here's the new man. Here's my new man. We are the king and queen of the E. Huge missed opportunity. It was, it, it, it did so and much. You could have had Charlotte, I'm sorry to cut you off. You could have had no. Charlotte talking for him. If the language was the problem, Charlotte can cut a goddamn promo. You have Charlotte talking on his behalf. But okay. once again, it's there's some type of political thing that went down. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Of course it's politics. Oh. It's politics. So but next question, where is Angel Gaza? Running after 24-7 title. 
with Gulak and everybody else. Yeah. yeah. This is the main reason why Raw Underground should have not went off the air. Main what the reason. listen, there's many things that's a fact. I'm I'll say it again. Creative is not creative. Maybe that's it. Or certain people the bosses don't see as as, as valuable. Okay. Let me give some slack off of creative because when you hear these former guys, like these former guys on podcasters, you know, shout out to um shout out to real life cast, whatever, all these dudes. Sometimes you have the best ideas. This is gonna work, all of that. And then next thing you know, Vince gets it, I don't get it, rips. Or Vince gets it and say, Oh, this is great, kid. I love it. Here comes somebody um named Bruce Pritchard. Oh, I don't get it, Vince. It won't hit it. This that third. Matter of fact, let's get one step um, um, um one step ahead, um, one step one step closer or whatever that terminology is. What if everybody's on one page and then the stockholders get a hold of it and say that that makes no sense? So it could be Vince. I don't know. I like like I like I agree with you. I agree with you. It could be anybody, but at this point, is I don't know who could it be because again. At the end of the day, you hear everybody shoot interviews, talk about Vince and uh, Vince all the time. He shoot down good idea. What if Gaza came up to him? Not Gaza. Um, Gerardus came up to him and told him that Charlotte, the one you put the damn, you put the whole company and women's division on her back. You will deny her 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 idea. That gave her more screen time and him. And then you try to tap into the Latin market. You you you're appeasing the the um um the um you're appeasing intergender relationships. From Spanish and white, interracial. My man, this is a, sorry, guys. I did French college, so interracial couples. So you, that's that audience. You you appease to the white audience and the Spanish audience. That's three different audiences. Three three different audiences, and now you're also getting the youth because you know a lot of these youths they're mixed. Miss opportunity. That's literally money on the table. Like Joe Kim said, he could have presented God. I mean, he presented him and said, "This is the this is the new king." Remix his song. That came out on a motorcycle, like the Oh, you know what? Remember they took that picture with with, with them in all white, looking like a coke, like coke kings. <laughs> That's what oh, I'm saying. Like. Gosh. Charlotte, Charlotte is the the, the you know the, the 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 host. She was the wholesome American girl, the picture perfect, like blonde hair, blue eyes, tall. You know, like hey, and she's got lineage with Ric Flair, and she kind of dips into the dark side. Like, no, this is the king now. This is what I'm rolling with. You know, like you know, and and, and everybody lo- like movies like Blow. It's just like oh, Scarface. You'd be like oh, the Blanquita now. She's kind of the real yeah. villain, and then yeah. this opportunity. But then you can go off what Mr. Black said, get a couple of other Latino wrestlers, put them in a little group together, and then now you got a squad. How over would a group called the Cartel have gotten? You get Andrade, Garza, you get, you know, you have Dominic turn on daddy. Like you do it like, oh, these are gangsters. And and like while Andrade is like the figurehead, Charlotte's actually the one pulling the strings. Bro, bro, bro. NXT UK, they got NXT. Like they got that um that the um the um the cruiserweight champion. 
keep him at that same level, right, elevate right, him. Right. Say, yo, you come down there, you got tag team matches with him on the main rock. Remember, remember right before New Day actually started and everybody thought it was going to be a serious thing? You have it like you have the, the, the Lucha House Party job to somebody. You get Andrade, no music, just walks down, whispers in their ear. The next week, Lucha House Party is serious. The playfulness, like you, like the cartel, like, oh, no. And then you do things, do little things. Like nothing is actually happening unless Andrade signs off on it. So like, it could be something simple like Austin Theory trying to get into the performance center, and the Hulusha Hospital is like, You're not welcome, you're not on the list. But, but somebody said fans today would call it racist too fast and not give it a chance. But you said that, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push back on that. Okay, you gotta take chances, you gotta, you gotta mix reality with. The, the 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 WWE universe, and you gotta push the you gotta push the envelope. At this point, we talk about the reality era. This is reality. This does happen in real life. This is stuff that goes on. And if they sign off on it, then it's not racist. If they're like, "Yo, they come with the idea," then it's a little different. I'm gonna it's, say this. Oh, so, so I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick. You're right because if you notice, right back in WWE days. There's something called Gang Warfares for that theme song for that Survivor Series. So I was chilling in the crib, and I said, what was going on during that time? Gang Warfare in L.A. Yep. They applied it to television and represented every gang that was out on the streets. Then it was hot. Look at it back on it. It's, it felt it was too much, but it made sense. Nation and Domination. You know, how about, um, it, like, the guy that who got cut off his penis? They apply that to the storyline. It's funny. Yo, honestly, I think that they should do stuff in reality because but honestly, that's, that's the stuff that gets over is when that, you yes, can tie to real life. Because you're going to feel it. And the thing is, you may say it comes off a little racist, but I'm going to tell you this right now. When you see somebody that looks like you doing ill shit, you're going to go, oh, I'm invested. Because technically speaking, Roman Reigns is a heel. But I bet you when he steps out for WrestleMania, he's getting a fucking pop. Because yes. remember, it's going to be in front of fans. Exactly. If you put Andrade in a position where he gets TV time, he looks cool. He is fucking people up. He looks like a boss. Fuck the racist shit. You just, you just got a whole gimmick that's going to get over with everybody. Because, like my brother said, so many people will be invested into that storyline. Now, speaking of shit not going nowhere, let's talk about Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, their match going into WrestleMania. What before, do you guys think about this buildup? What do you guys think? Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. But before we, go, we jump into that, because that's something that we actually absolutely need to address. My question, I have a question in the comment. The question is, what's more racist? A typical Hispanic gimmick that doesn't get over and then the talent gets released? Or touching reality, something people can, uh, you know, actually connect with and then pushing that forward, especially, like you said, if it's signed off. What's more racist? A lucha house party because they're supposed to be all fun and games and not actual serious wrestlers? Or something like a cartel-type stable we're no, we're serious. We're taking stuff over. That's first. Now, comment before we move on. 
TNA gets lost in the shuffle, Impact, whatever you want to call them, they get lost in the shuffle. They treat foreign talent and people of color so much better than a lot of people give them credit. Lashley was McIntyre, how many like like the uh, uh, Black LAX went over and got got over there like they have always done. You know, uh, uh, Sanjay Dutt. Uh, look, look at uh, was it Rashid? Like, you know, they have always made it a point to be like, yeah, we're gonna try to do the the best. You know, the best man up should be the next man up, and they've mm-hmm. always done that regardless of how the person's looked. I'm gonna say so. This too. Oh, no, one thing, but before you go, Mr. Black, I do want to mention NXT. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. La Gata Del for, 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 you know what I'm talking about. That, that the Latin cool. group. That, yeah. 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 But they have a cartel type of feel. Right. Su- suited up, booted, real like assassin type of, I'm going to take you guys out type of feel. And look how over they have gotten. Now, you take that, like you just said, and put it on the next level, the bigger stage, which is Raw SmackDown. More money behind it, more eyes behind it. Yep. And it, it'll get even over even more. But Mr. Black, say what your thought was. Um, you said something like, um, you said something like, if it's dope, it's not racist, right? If it's dope, like someone mentioned this. Look at it right now. They says people think that Apollo New Gimmick is racist, but it works. The president, <laughs> my bad. The prime. Well, um, what do you? It's the president. The, yeah. the presidential aide? Yeah, presidential aide. The presidential aide. That's basically the vice president, right? In their language or something like that, right? It's, he's it's, it's, but he's in the cabinet. He's in the cabinet. He's in the cabinet. He, he retweeted that and said that I approve of this. You know why it works? Because he's Nigerian. And it's real. It's real. And people say, oh, his accent is so forced. I said, my dude. That's not his. That's not his natural accent. It's American accent. That's him. It's going to sound for a joke. Him. When you are into your grandmother, and your mother, you're going to put on an accent. I don't think it's he racist. I'm going. Oh, you funny joke, him. Yeah, I'm seeing her doing that. <laughs> we're going to laugh. My brother imitate our, our parents and our, our cousins. We're going to laugh because we're Haitian. We're allowed to do that. And guess what? The whole spirit thing. I like that he took away the power that they have. So long ago, how it was racist. He took that power and put his power into his own people. I love that. He brought in two military guys. Yo, in Africa, that's common to see leaders with two military guys. Just because he's in camouflage, it's it's an issue. But yet, when the president walk around two guys with suits, it's okay though, right? <laughs> Which that makes no sense. Like my brother said, if it works, and the guy said that yo, it's okay. People say, oh, Vince on the point of accent. Nah, how you know that if Vince talked to him? Like Vince, pe- people think that Vince is really dumb, really that dumb. Certain stuff get through the cracks, but that's where everything in life. So like my brother says, if it works, it works. But if a talent got released for like, like it, 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 it works. So I'm happy. So go ahead. So quickly before, because I want to mention something. You mentioned Vince and everything of that nature and the racism. So... When Leo was moved up from NXT to the main roster to work with Bobby, right? Remember when Bobby started feuding with um, Kevin Owens at first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were setting up. They, they were setting. They were setting up the the you know the feud whatever. And Kevin was like, "What should I call Leo?" 
And I think Vince was like, oh, I don't know. Call him like his um, Bobby's handler. Kevin was like, nah, that sounds a little racist. Like, that doesn't sound, I don't want to say that. And then Vince is like, why not? He's like, because it doesn't sound right. It sounds racist. And then Vince was like, okay, what, what do you think? And the reason why I mentioned that is because this isn't 1992, 1995. This is 2021, and wrestlers are going to speak up if something just sounds absolutely racist. Yep. So they're going to say something, mm-hmm. and Vince is not a, Vince is not going to be like, let's still do it. No, he's like, oh, my bad. I didn't know that. Okay, let's switch it. Which is what happened with the Bobby Lassie and Leo situation, where they were like, "Nah, that, we're not, we're not going to say that word." And and that's that was just my little thing. But, but let's move on to um, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. What do you think is going on with this feud right now and the build up for it? What are your thoughts on it, Mister Black? You can go first. Um. I hate to say this. I'm kind of going to give it more time. I'm going to wait until like after Sunday, next week, Friday. But hopefully that I'm wrong. But it feel like they try to diminish the feud so they don't have to main event WrestleMania one of the nights. That's how Loki make me feel a little bit. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Hopefully I am wrong. Hopefully they could ramp it up right after because these women are money. You know, I said this on a previous podcast, on my, our podcast. And on the backstage bro, shout out to them. The um the uh, the barbecue episode that's definitely in the link tree, it'll be a link below. And I said it, I said like there's too much they could do, and like it definitely display what modern day black women are. Like, yes, they may be on Sasha girly girly, but yet they'll still whoop your ass. Some of them know different kind of mixed martial arts, some of them get will get dirty with you and Still watch wrestling, but be girl at the same exact time. Bianca represents the woman now where the girls out here that who want to play sports, who want to get dirty with the dudes, but yet feels like I still want to be girl at the same exact time because I know how to sew and do all of that. It's, it's, you should have been build this up. You should have got Bianca on ESPN. You should have got her next to Serena Williams. You should have got her all these black women or women, just women in general, especially for this month. Why should I, why these women are not ESPN? Why? For especially for Women History Month, are you gonna wait till next month when it comes to WrestleMania where you can set this up now, get people more familiar? Like the buildup is stupid, it's ridiculous, and it don't get me excited. Hopefully, it could be a better told story after Sunday. So I'm praying that I'm wrong, and WWE said that ha ha, you're wrong. But right now, I ain't feeling the build at all. Mm-hmm. Joking. Yeah, the build is definitely lacking. Um, I'm right there with Black. Uh, I hope that it picks up after Fastlane um, because they deserve to. I mean, if it's two nights, you know, and it's a, uh, you know, you, you ideally it's a 50 50 thin men, uh, men and women, maybe the women should have at least one night where they main event. Um, whether they do or don't, I am super confident that they're gonna kill. They're gonna kill it. The match is gonna be incredible. Black girl magic is a real thing, and that's gonna be on you know display whichever night they're on, whether it's night one or two. But yeah, the the build is lacking. I don't know why that that idea of having uh, Bianca with Serena is incredible. 
La Shasha is is the legit boss. You you start having her do more prominent things with with black business owners. Like, could you imagine uh, imagine Sasha and Oprah having a sit down, like boss to boss? You know what I'm saying? But then that's that's also WWE's. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of it's trepidation. Like they don't like working with entities that could be considered bigger than them, and that it shows because there's just millions of, of missed opportunities. Uh, that that. Was in 90 acres in, in, in Atlanta, or the 13 black families that got together. How dope would it have been? Like Sasha pulling up, like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what we're working towards. This is the kind of change, you know, boss to boss. Bel Air being, you know, she does something with the WNBA. You know, how great would that have been? Like athlete to athlete, boss to boss, and then you build from there. It, 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 it always bothers me how they're always reluctant to work with, with entities that might be considered bigger than us. They've only actually ever dabbled with ESPN. Why not take that relationship and make it full force? Like, I don't understand it. So yeah, the, the build has been lackluster and you have millions of avenues to go to make it better, to make it worthwhile. And these women deserve to have at least one of those two uh, WrestleMania nights be main events. By them. They, um, good points, guys. Um, shout out to y'all for that. Um, I'm 100% agreeing with you guys on everything you guys just said. The buildup has been very lackluster. Um, it hasn't been good. They're not, we're not seeing them build up to a match that, that, that you want that to, that, that you want to see. It's still like, what's, we're still iffy what's going on. We do have another three weeks, like Black mentioned. So, so we'll see what, what goes on with that. But I'm going to, I'm going to say something real quick. And I said it to um, a friend of mine's. Sasha needs to lose. And the reason why Sasha needs to lose, because she needs to develop the boss character to something else. Now, hear me out. I'm listening. We build up to, it's not ever going to happen, but a rock, stone cold type of build up where Bianca's like, I need this to solidify my legacy. This is my journey. This is my destiny to be champion at WrestleMania. We build that up. They fight. They lose. Remember, Sasha's on top of this hill. Imagine her falling off the hill like any great champ has. Give her, remember when Ronda Rousey went on that tear and she finally lost and she was broken down and destroyed mentally? Put Sasha in that. Let's see her open another avenue. Become a psychopath. Become something like, yo, I never lost really in my career. This, this, this was my spot. I was on top of the world. And she drops down, like, drunken at home, like, broken down, like, a complete mental mental breakdown because I lost at WrestleMania. And then you develop something more than past this boss character, which I think is getting a little... It, yeah. It's stale. It's really getting stale because I've always said this on the podcast. Once you move from NXT to the main roster, whatever character you have, has to develop into something bigger. Yep. Yep, I agree. 
And Dang. you're right. The women's division gets a little it, it gets gets uh gets lucky because it's not as big. So you can pull off what you were doing in NXT. But one of the beautiful things about why I love Bill, I think Billy's number one currently of the four horsewomen, is that she's developed a character. She's gone up and down into these different avenues and, and twisted and turned and done things. Becky is another one. She's developed something. Charlotte really hasn't changed. Sasha really hasn't changed. And that's the reason why I think fans, us fans get like, yo, I'm tired of this. Because stuff does get stale. It's, it's been in the fridge for too long. It ain't tasty no more. That's a good point. A good so point. I, think, I think we need to take Sasha, have her lose, become this broken champ, take her off TV for like maybe two or three weeks, do a vignette of her mess the fuck up. Now imagine seeing that from the girl that was the boss. Because think about it. She's been riding high on this boss thing. Every boss has losses. But, and major losses. But you have to understand, Shasha always loses. She don't hold a title for long. Someone said this in the comments. But she lost at WrestleMania so many times. She lost at WrestleMania so many times, but bounces back real quickly. But imagine her. Ah, okay, yeah but, yeah, yeah. but imagine her losing again at WrestleMania, and it's like I've done, I've lost so many times. There, so, so Go I ahead. see where I see where Wilkins is coming from because there's a slight difference. Like when they had Miz cash in on Drew so that Bobby could beat Miz. Drew has when he when he came back, he's had to prove that he's worth being up here. So if you had Bobby come and beat Drew, it knocks Drew back down. It's like all the work was pointless. Sasha is established that she's here. So Bianca beating her won't knock her off because she's still main event. She's proven she's main event. It's, it's a subtle difference. Drew had to prove he was up there. And if you knock him down too quickly, everything was for naught. But Sasha's here. So when she takes that L, it, it, it elevates Bianca. To prove that she is to uh, she's main event level as well, but now Sasha has to become something bigger and better. She's got to prove that this time around the loss at WrestleMania isn't like the losses before because she wasn't at the level she's at now that she was when she had those losses before. So it's it's, it's a twofold. You're right. Dang, it's it's we we because it's a like she loses at WrestleMania. She comes back a couple months later. She she wins. You it doesn't mess her up. But you got to get on this. I always think about the psychology of what, of why we love certain things. Why do you fall in love with a character? Mm. And why Bianca does deserve to win. But this, this will build Bianca's legacy. But at the same time, this, tar this continues to tarnish Sasha's legacy. This is two legacies going head, head to head, and they need to develop that. The psychological point of every... Why do we fall in love with a wrestler? Because we connect with it. We feel whatever they're feeling. That is and, and it goes back to any sports. Like, why do you want your favorite, uh, your favorite basketball player to win, to win? To solidify the legacy. Oh, my God, I love them. I love them. But then you're like, I want LeBron to win so he can prove something. Sasha could be the LeBron of the thing where, because she's mentioned she's like LeBron, whatever, low-key, whatever. Like, she's MJ type of thing. But her losing is like, it's going to mess with you. Because it because when you're constantly losing, 
even if you're up top, it messes with your psyche. It messes with because people always talk about LeBron. Oh, he's great, but what is he like? Um, uh, three and four, no, no four and six in four the finals, something like that. like that. Five out of ten, so four to four out of ten, I think. Four out of ten in the finals. You think that doesn't mess with his head? Yeah, of course it does. So he's got to keep proving it. Exactly. So, like to this day, like <laughs> until he beat. Tom Coughlin in the playoffs that year, he was like, you saw the most like, yes, I finally beat them. To this day, he's still scarred by Eli beating him twice. To this exactly. day. Exactly. And but he's most winning and coaching Super Bowl. But that's coach, all, player. That's all great players. Let's play off of that. But this will open up Sasha's character. Dang. This is, the, this is what we need to develop more of these characters. And I know WWE won't do it. But imagine broken Sasha. Give her that. But the thing about it is this way, right? All this is a good idea, but we always got to be real, realistic here. I, I put all this in the character. Us fans, especially around our age group, we're too sensitive. Somebody <laughs> is going to make a big deal. Why you have a black woman hair like that? Why you got to show that how that hurt like so like disgust? Like find little things to nag about. And at this point, I have to I have to agree with you how you said by AEW. Forget these fans and do what you have to do. Because and, and the thing is, Vince does. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry to cut you off, but sometimes it's like a parent. I know what's good for you, so I'm gonna give you what's good for you. I'm gonna listen to you because a quality relationship between you and your child. You know, as a teacher. You'll, you'll listen to what the teacher tells you sometimes, but sometimes the teacher puts their foot down and I know what's good for you because I've been here before. I understand the business a whole lot better than you do. But I think we just did a creative session with like multiple people today. <laughs> <laughs> we're hiring if anyone's listening. I mean, we're, we're looking to get hired. It was good. Like, yeah. I just think that we need a deeper... She needs to develop her. She needs to develop who she is. She's and, got and it doesn't happen all night. Huh? She's got to evolve. Like, what made Jericho one of the greatest? Constant evolution. What well, made Jericho Constant man, evolution. Man, and you, you, my brother said something earlier. Like, Charlotte didn't evolve. Like, no. I'm thinking about it right now. Like, he mentioned, I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm thinking like, she's the same to NXT, all of that. Rhea, the biggest glow up. Shout out to this woman, Rhea Ripley. When she first came to WWE, I was just like, who the hell is a Charlotte ripoff? This is why I hate wrestling. No, 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 I said this is why I hate WWE. They hire four Charlottes, expecting them to get over. I'm sick and tired of Charlotte lookalikes. I didn't watch NXT UK for a minute. She came back. I said, "Who is this woman? Did she just sign her? That's Rhea Ripley. She evolved her character. Now, when she evolved the character, it was so big to the point where she was allowed to be on WrestleMania. That loss." <sighs> That loss, I didn't mind the loss if she got the title right back. I didn't mind that loss. And that woman that who won this, shout out to her. I forgot her name. It's stuck in my mind. Congratulations to her, too. But, like, dang, my brother said, involving your character. Look at Rhea Ripley. Or if you want a case study on the main roster, the greatest example is The Miz. He went from wearing fedoras, shirts, and gloves, and, like, and shorts to who he is right now. You're right. You gotta evolve your character. It, it, and, it's it's needed, but um, joking. 
talk to me about because because you're heavy in the independent scene more than me and my brother. Talk to me about somebody on the independent scene that evolved their character, mm, evolved yeah. themselves as a wrestler. Let, let's let's put a little highlight on uh, on some independent talent. <laughs> Are we we talking about what we talked about earlier, focusing on independent talent, or yeah. like someone in this case, someone who has evolved to be better? Whatever you want. Question. Okay, so let's do somebody that's still in the independent scene that you saw a major growth of them developing their character, of Darius becoming Carter. better. Talk to Darius me about Darius Carter. Why? Darius started, you know. It's 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 subtle changes, but they're impactful. So it's like he was the dude from New Canaan, Connecticut. You know, he was he was kind of about money and, and different. And then it slowly it was like the crusade for change. The focus was changing the business better. He's got a totally different style. He focuses pr predominantly on like the British style of wrestling. And then now he's in this phase where he went from the father of change to the all father. Now he's elevating himself into a deity kind of thing. So it's no longer simply, you know, he's the guy who's, who's got money, who's got the nice coat. Like, no, he's stepping up above what he was. Subtle changes. Uh, I could go right to our former franchise champion. Bowens was just the guy, part of the the the, the WrestlePro crew, uh, the Untouchables with Wayward and that whole stable. And then he kind of did the Power Ranger kind of look gimmick. And then he realized, no, I'm better than this. I'm a five-tool player. He tied what real life is. Baseball, five-tool players, they can do everything. I can do that in wrestling. And look, he got signed. Like, mm -hmm. subtle evolutions being better. Um, yeah, those are just sorry, off the top sorry, of my head, two that. examples that I could think of. There's there's a, there's a ton. Icon's champ, yeah. Tasha Steeles. She started, you know, with the, with the Damian Adams uh, school, you know, just the typical Puerto Rican. But now she's over, you know, the brightest star in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Uh, her and Kiara Hogan elevating that knockout tag team division. Subtle changes in evolution into your character that not only can people relate to, but it's actually who you are. And that's what works. You know what would have made Charlotte evolve? That cartel gimmick. Because then you take Queen from I'm royalty to Queen. No, this is different. I run shit. And honestly, uh, yes. if they want to push the envelope, it might be too shaky if they do this. If they actually start selling marijuana, like it's acceptable. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. That'll be think about it. No, no, you're right. It's just it was a that was a curveball I wasn't expecting. Because I don't want to say coke exactly. because like I feel like coke killed too much people. So if I had marijuana, right. no, so I much, what you're saying, especially because you know, you know, it's getting legalized everywhere. You're right. There's there's so much that could be done. It's just you know, sometimes people gotta it's they, they 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 don't they don't get it a hundred percent. Next thing we got Fastlane coming up, guys. What are your thoughts on Fastlane being you know the throwaway pay per view? Um, anything that you're looking forward to for, for, for that pay per view? Uh so again tying things back up, the Alexa Bliss Randy Orton thing. You talk about <laughs> evolution. Alexa Bliss went from a tooth fairy to. Manager of Buddy and Buddy Murphy and, and the other guy, and then like, okay, now I'm kind of Harley Quinn, and now she's different, she's otherworldly, and then you're teasing the intergender thing, like this. She's she's talking about Randy. If you got, you're gonna have to get rid of me. Is it a tease mm -hmm. for a brand new fiend? Is it 
an actual intergender match? Like, is Randy finally going to put his hands and really, like, do something to this chick? You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's evolution. And with, with Randy, it's back to, you know, evolution. Uh, uh, the, the, the rookie. Evolution. The, See, I see what you did right. there. See See the, the RNN thing, you know, with the shoulders, like here's an RNN update. Then he was the legend killer after being the lady killer. Then he was part of evolution. Now he's on that legendary status where his focus, whatever his focus is, he's going to do what it takes to manifest victory in it. Well, now he just set this guy on fire in real life, but there was this lingering effect that the fiend had to Alexa. So she's evolved. And she's decided I'm no longer going to play with the women. I want Randy because Randy set my friend on fire. And Man, I love it. It builds. It builds. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Are we going to get a new fiend? Are we going to see another evolution of Bray Wyatt's character? Or will we actually get an intergender match between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton? I, I, I forgot about that. I, I'm only looking for that <laughs> match. I agree with you. Like, honestly, Randy Orton is a perfect person to go against Bray. People forget he's been dibble dabbling in supernatural since Undertaker. Like <laughs> the perfect people, like I didn't realize that until I watched it on YouTube. I was like, yo, he's a perfect guy. Because mm -hmm. his song, I had voices in my head. Like, I'm looking for you right. That I forgot about that. <laughs> but it's so I, much but again, hard, something that we've been so we've we've been like the, the theme of this episode has been the the people evolving their character. Another person who's evolved their character, the match that I'm looking forward to is Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, and you can see that, though. But it's, it's like, I mean, it's going to be a good match. It's going it's to be a good match. For me, it's the storytelling that's being done. Mm. And I just love DB in the ring. <laughs> that boy, good. That boy, good. Like like a forty five year old aged bourbon, that dude is so smooth in the ring. And so watching, so, so to go to go off of what we've been talking about, Daniel Bryan has evolved his character throughout the years. Cut the hair, cut the cut the beard off. You know, he was a heel for um, a couple of WrestleManias ago, being you know Mister Earth, Mister Captain America, but a heel version of it. But one of the biggest changes has been Roman Reigns. If you, because the issue with Roman is that he didn't evolve from the Shield. Nice. Still had the same gear. Yeah. Music was relatively the same. He changed the thing and put the you know whatever. Um, there was no. He didn't really evolve from from that from the he, from the Shield character because Moxley Moxley aka Dean Ambrose went his own way. We saw Seth. Seth is my favorite guy from the Shield. Low key, and you saw him develop into whatever he's. And Seth is, Seth is another example of developing the character over the years to different things. Now, Roman, the only reason why we love in Roman now is because it's different, it's fresh, it's still him, but he's developed himself as a character and a wrestler, added new moves to his set, added. The, go ahead, go ahead. You about to say you, something, Joe? You know, you know what I was gonna say is is being being with Heyman, he comes off kind of like a heel Hobbs, like the Rock. You know, what I'm yeah. too big. I'm gonna kick your ass, but he's a bad guy version of it on TV. And it took Heyman being like, "Let me mold you. This is what you need." 
And that's what Heyman's always done. Like, like Brock couldn't talk his way out of a bag. He could rip a building in half. But Heyman was like, hold on, let me give you this. And it built from there. So, yeah, the evolution of Roman, it, it's also impactful because in line with evolution, how long was Hogan black and red, uh, red and yellow, almost 11 years, and then the turn. It's just like, oh, my God, not only does this work, it's refreshing. So Roman was shield, 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 then no shield, but he was still shield. And it's like, oh, no, now we have this this dude who's like at the head of the table. It's like it's different. He's still all Samoa, but he's got this, you know, uh, uh, this trust with Heyman where the brain starts circulating. It's no longer just brute force. It's no longer, you know, Superman punching spear. It's mm-hmm. not going to be different. You know, the 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 typical adage of having a heel use a submission move doesn't really like it's not something that is a common place for a victory. You know what I'm saying? It dabbles and those kind of things stick out like. Not only am I a bad guy, I'm going to make the good guy quit. You don't really get that. It's the good guy's like, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's hype. He's going to make the bad guy quit. And the bad guy's going to cower and, and try to get DQ'd or, or figure out a way to, to not actually lose the match. And you get the thing where um, he's, he's kind of like all encompassing. It's almost like an anti villain thing because it's like he'll take an L by DQ or whatever and then show up and he's like, I won last week. And he's like, no, you, you lost by DQ. He's like, who's still the champ? I am so I won. Like he's mm-hmm. doing that, so it, it, it's 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 an all encompassing thing, and, and, and just the tutelage of Heyman, it works, man. It, 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 I I feel bad because when Heyman had Cesaro on the mind, we didn't get that from Cesaro, but it's like it's working so well with with Roman because people have associated him with being the WWE Golden Child for so long. Now he's the heel, which is what people wanted, and. It's definitely working. You know, but you see, oh, go ahead, brother. No, and I would say you know one dude I don't get credit for evolving his character, John Cena. Minus the whole rap, the whole white rapper thing, whatever is his his U.S. Championship run. He evolved, OD, because he went from like, yo, I'm on top of the mountain, like he was like a legit a vet, like I'm on top of the mountain, I don't need to do no more. Let me come down and go on. Like he he basically did like a low key did like a Chris Paul matter of fact Jason Kidd like you did whatever you want you were top of the world now let me give back to the um to the youth he helped out Roman he helped out Kevin he didn't have to win like he didn't have to lose to Kevin Owen the way he did he didn't have to agree with Kevin Owen putting up the championship and put his feet on his chest or his tie the way he did he didn't have to agree with that like he the fact that he evolved his character in such a subtle way it's so, totally dope like he let the Miz destroyed them for the WrestleMania build-up. Like, they... <laughs> evolution of character. Some evolution of character... The reason why I brought it up because some evolution of character is not so obvious. Some evolution of character is for the subtle things you're in the ring. It's like they change their moves, a little more aggressive. Big E is the greatest example of not changing your character so much, but adding little stuff to it. Because mm-hmm. when he fought Sheamus, right... Honestly, that was the test for him. During that time, everyone said, oh, um, he's uh, he's jokey, jokey, blah, 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 blah. But yet, him and Seamus had a blood feud. And he was wearing his little cartoon stuff, but yet, you didn't take him as a joke when he did um, did his move onto the car. He was like, yo, this man is serious. The little subtleties, the graphic of it, like his gears ripped up. 
you see the blood right here and him walking like, yeah. That's an example of you don't have to change character so much, but do the little stuff to get it over the hump. Yeah, it's it's there's there's this is the beauty about wrestling. I think it's the pageantry, the showcase of what what we love and what we connect to. We've seen The Rock go through many phases over his over his career. Big um, show. Big show. <laughs> well, yeah. Even no even Stone yep. even Stone Cold even Stone Cold Ooh. has gone through different phases in his career, and this is how you stay this is how you stay relevant this this is how you stay around this is what gets you paid. Sometimes you know creative doesn't want to do it, they don't want to listen, mm -hmm. but I this is this is why all three of us love love the business and love wrestling because it's these cre creative characters. So speaking of the business, um, let's end off the show because we have an independent wrestler company owner here. Let's let's put a highlight on a couple of independent wrestlers we think is the next stop. So Joakim, you do the honors first. I'm I'm gonna you, you know you want to bring up uh, just talking tag team lineage like LOD, the Steiners, the Dudleys, Harlem Heat. Those tag teams that are like, oh snap, they're two stars on, on you know, as as a team, they're two stars. There's not mm -hmm. one super outshining the other. They're they're equivalent. I'm gonna go with the rep, you know? Mm -hmm. Dave McCall, Nate Carter, those dudes are bad boys. They 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 took, they just they dominated NYWC, they dominated CZW. They we finally got to work with them last January. They had a killer match with uh uh killing over culture, like you talk about two guys who have tag team stardom written all over them. The next 10 to 15 years, once they're contracted, they're going to be like, oh, they're going to be up there with the Street Poppers, the New Day. You, you name tag team wrestling, that's them. They're, they're evolved. They're different. You know, they've got the, the whole, like, they've got a feel about them that when they come, it's like, not only can I relate to this person, that's what I would do in the ring. And mm -hmm. that, that, that feel is just like, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch actually be portrayed in the ring because the connection is automatically there. It's automatic. Those are those are the dudes you call if you got a problem on the block. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you need backup. That's who you have. The rep, the, I love the rep. I, so you know, true. I hope once everything starts rocking and rolling, we, we get to work with with them again because so they're, the, they're a perfect representation of wh where the shift in wrestling is turning and they're doing it together as brothers mm -hmm as friends, and as a hell of a tag team. Yeah. Um, since we're on tag teams, uh, mine are both main events. There are two separate tag teams called the main, the main event, and both tag teams are fucking phenomenal. <laughs> uh, it is these men, there's the, one, the main event spelled regular main event, and then there's main event spelled M-A-N-E, event. And both of these tag teams are up and coming. Athletic, can tell stories in the ring, well-trained. And I love the fact that, so one main event is like a circus type of gimmick where you have the ringleader and the line. The other main event is more two sports figures type types, and that's their gimmick. But both of them can go. <laughs> and they're young. So the the possibilities are endless for what they can do. And that's 
who I'm going to spotlight today. Mr. Black, what about you? How to shoot? Oh, tag team, right? No, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want, boy. Like, 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 we could do singles after this, but tag team. Um, come on, man. You know that we're gonna choose our guys prolific. Like that trio right there is amazing. Like, um, Isaiah Wolf, um, Marquise Marquis, um, Tyree. Those three men doing killing it in Warriors. Like, if you don't haven't known about them, look them up. Like these men, like you said, like. Marquis, Marquis, all three of them are stars, you know, individually, but together it's magic. Like, they're dudes from many different walks of life, and they're doing it together as not blood brothers, but brothers in wrestling. That to me is beautiful. So, that's my tag team for people to look out for. Prolific. All right, cool. Any singles you guys want to shout out real quick before we go? All right, I'll go first, real quick. Um, my guy, Darius Lockhart. Everybody knows, like, you want a revolution, go to my man, Darius Lockhart. Everybody knows, if you've been to Battle Club events, everybody knows, you know, one dude, I'm going to say, Mr. Ha-Ha, big time, yeah, yeah. Boy, <laughs> he's young, but he's hungry, son. He's always improving. Look that man up, big time, yeah, yeah. If you want, if you want to see a match of really displaying his skills, big time, yeah, yeah, versus um, Cam Carter. Watch that match. Second guy is Casey Novara. He's been on Impact. You definitely mentioned three people, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I got to mention my guys. He's been on Impact. He's going to AEW. And every time he's been on AEW, New Japan, he's always making a splash. Casey Novara, uh, there is Lockhart, big time Yaya. My three guys. Well, what about you, Joakim? Oh, oh so man. Um... All right, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep the energy uh, with the women. Uh, someone who was just on AEW, uh, Savannah Evans. I mean, you talk about imposing. You talk about someone who has a, a unique look, and she she towers over the competition. I love me some Savannah Evans, and you know we may be seeing her soon up in <laughs> Battle Club. Uh, but yeah, if we're gonna, I'm gonna keep that energy with women and people of color, and then um. Let's let's round it out. Um, how about how about how about the Russian dynamite, Masha Slamovich? Um, I love it. I love it. I love Masha. I've maybe you know it's a little taboo to say something like this, but when I see Masha, I get hints of Chris Benoit. She's ferocious. She's quick. She's technically sound. She doesn't need to speak much because she's gonna bash your face in. Um, I, I love what you guys are saying. Um, my two picks are, one is, my first one is Montana Black. I think he's one of the most underrated big men in the industry. He's making his comeback sl slowly, surely to, to, to the game. He has a couple of bookings coming up, and he has, he doesn't get the, the love that he deserves. Nope. Number two for me is one of my favorites, Queen Amanada. Ooh, Queen Amanada! I think Shorty got it all. Truly think she's a complete package. And once I talked about when it came to main event, I'll talk, say it with her. She is the possibilities are endless for her. And those are those are two of my picks that we have for today. But we're gonna end this. Today was a great conversation. A lot of creative talk. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be signing off. Thank you for 
for joining us on another episode of the Jabba Tears podcast. Shout out to our special guest host, Joaquin Morales, the owner of Battle Club Pro. You want to drop off your, um, tell us any of your, you know, you know, all those handles that, that we got, social media handles. At, at Joaquin Morales, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Battle Club Pro on Facebook, X Battle Club Pro on Twitter and Instagram. We got some stuff cooking. I'm uh, really excited about that date in May. We'll be dropping soon. Um, but I'll give you guys a nugget, a little exclusive. So everyone who's watching this will have uh, something to be looking forward to. Whenever we do announce the date, it will be two shows in one day. Two shows. Two Battle Club shows to crown a new franchise champion. My boy Yaya better be in it. That's all I'm saying. I know he's going to win it, but I'm putting an atmosphere. Hope my do Yaya wins because I have the streamers ready for him. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before you sign off, please check us out at Legends Bar. We'll be having viewers. Yes, be there Sunday. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, for fast for the fast lane viewing party. You know, once again, we have a tournament to determine who will be next up against the, our tribal wing chief, Sir Wilkins, <laughs> a.k.a. Rico Haiti. Y'all niggas don't know what y'all freaking missing. Y'all niggas don't know what y'all get into. Y'all didn't see the dungeon with the beast. You want yeah. y'all over here having a tournament for wings? I just want some legend wings, period. So, this little tournament y'all may be having, hurry up, hurry up, because when you get to the wing king, the tribal wing king, it's over. <laughs> so, let's just bar. You know, it's the Wakanda of wrestling, man. So, please check us out in New York area, man. And of course, man, please like us on all social media. I'm going to sign yeah. off the talking. Be like on all social media, man. And Janelle will be back next week. Please, please, please continue to our um Instagram. Please check out Sir Wilkins Coffee Talk. Please, please, please check out Sir Wilkins Coffee Talk with friends. And please, 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 you support support the brand, man. ProWrestlingTees.com. Two and a half bros, bro. How you forget about that? Look at my two and a half bros. Check out other stuff on the network, please. And that's all talk. This is the Java Tears podcast, man. In the words of HR, hashtag Black Excellence, hashtag We Are Out. Cool.